Hello everyone, I'm Laura Ellsworth welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Rick and Joni Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Andrew Ellsworth, ready to answer your medical questions. Dr. Ellsworth's specialty is family medicine. He works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Ellsworth. Good morning, Laura. And most of the time when we say good morning, <laughs> I'd already seen you that morning. Right. But I spent most of the time in the hospital last yeah. night, so I I am saying good yeah, morning good to morning. you. Yeah, good morning. Nice yes. to see you. Yeah, I didn't get to catch you at home this morning, did I? Yeah, good to see you. You didn't miss me, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and you have uh, a guest with you this morning. Who did you bring with you today? I have a medical student who's entering his fourth year, his last year of medical school, Michael, and I'll let him introduce himself. Yeah, good morning. My name is uh, Michael Vlock. I'm uh, just starting my fourth year at USD Medical School, uh, originally from Kansas City, but uh, I call Northeast Nebraska home now, Hardington, down there near Yankton, so really happy to be here. Excellent. We figure since he's near the area there's a chance we can recruit him to stay in south dakota (laughs) yeah there you go close by nebraska that's good too very good uh andrew was filling me in a little bit about you michael i understand you're also a singer i yes i am Uh, we love to sing as well i don't know if we're quite your level but you you trained as a musician as well yeah so i had a bit of a quarter-life crisis i guess you'd call it i uh, i went to school for music in Florida, I did a, did a four-year bachelor's program of, of music and voice performance there. There was a voice teacher there that I really enjoyed working with, and so I ended up staying there. And I had actually started a master's in music at uh, Indiana University in Bloomington um, for, for classical music, vocal performance, opera. Okay. And um, so, but then that was at that point I sort of decided that uh, it wasn't going to be a good career choice for me, and I there were some lifestyle considerations that... Uh, just led me to believe that I was going to be much happier having it as a very serious hobby yes. rather than um, rather than a full-time career. And so came back uh, to the area here. My parents had moved back to, to Hardington, Nebraska, moved back and got my med school prerequisites and applied. And uh, here I am, I suppose. Excellent. Still sing quite a bit and still really enjoying singing a lot more now than I was before with all the added pressure of trying to make a career out of it. So Yes. Excellent. Now you just get to enjoy it yep. and share your talent with others. That's yes. wonderful. Maybe next week we can have a trio. Ooh, <laughs> or Bob could join us for song. a quartet. <laughs> there you go. We'll have to think of some music to share. Um, he, he does come from a family of physicians. so. Oh, yeah. I do. Yeah. So my dad is a, actually my, both my parents are physicians. My dad is a psychiatrist down in Yankton. Um, works out of the clinic there. My mom is an anesthesiologist also working in Yankton. And my grandpa, Chuck Vlock, was the uh, was the family physician in Hardington. So he worked there for many years, and it's been kind of fun moving back to the area, getting to know all these people that, that, that he took care of and babies yeah. that he delivered that are now my age and telling me about that. And, yeah, yeah. so that's, that's awesome. been, it's been really, really fun. fun. Yeah. 
I wanted to go back to the music thing for a moment. I don't know if you've heard yet about the Hopeful Spirit Chorale that we have here in Brookings. So our mm-hmm. local listeners may be familiar with it. It's one of the many gifts Dr. Holm has given our community. And he started a group um, of people who just love to sing. Mm-hmm. And they get together once a week. They practice a cappella hymns for mm-hmm about 15 minutes, and then they go out and share their music with someone who could have their spirits lifted. So it might be a hospice patient, it might be someone in the nursing home, might be someone at the hospital. And so every week this little ministry goes out and uh, shares music with someone in need and and their family too. It's always a blessing for the um, family that's around that person who is um, hearing that music as well. So music is an important part of the healing process as well, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, excellent. Well, I love that you've kind of brought those um, things together, and here you are with medicine and uh, fourth-year med students. So happy to have you with us today. Well, our Prairie Doc topic this week is focusing on the heart. We're going to spend some time talking about that, but we have a I have a list of other medical topics we can talk about today as well. But most importantly, we want to talk about what our listeners want to talk about. So if you have a medical question that you would like us to address today, uh, we have Dr. Ellsworth here and we have a medical student here. So we're set to answer those questions. So give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. And we will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Did you know that someone in the United States has a heart attack every 40 seconds? A heart attack happens when a part of the heart muscle doesn't get enough blood. You might hear a heart attack called an MI, or myocardial infarction. The more time that passes without treatment to restore blood flow, the greater the damage to the heart muscle. If you have pain in your chest, call for help. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here, as well as medical student Michael Vlock, and they are here to answer our medical questions. So if you have a question, give us a call at 605-692-1430. Dr. Ellsworth, I wanted to begin by um, letting you share a little bit about your essay that can be found in the Brookings Register or many other uh, newspapers throughout the area. You reflected a bit on the storm we had a few weeks ago and how how all of us <laughs> want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it, and it became even more apparent to me even just yesterday seeing patients again after the Memorial Day weekend where we had a few more storms come through Mm -hmm. and how that, um, you know, gave a lot of people anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, maybe they wouldn't have been too worried about it or excited about it before just another storm or whatever, but because of what we went through a few weeks ago with the big wind storm um, and the damage done, um, people are still kind of processing through that, and uh, and um, uh, and it was m- remarkable the number of people sharing their stories with each other. Mm-hmm. I'd go through the grocery store and left and right, and this is when the d- grocery store was still dark from uh, not much power there. Mm-hmm. At least they had some power, but right. uh, it was amazing the number of people just telling their stories. You know, everywhere you went, 
and that's good. That's part of the healing process. And it's good to share what you've been through with someone if you can. Um, and uh, and so I kind of told my story some too uh, in the article. I got caught uh, coming home from, from the clinic. Laura said, get home right away. And, and, and then halfway home, she said, don't come home. <laughs> Seek shelter immediately. And then that's, of course, right when it hit. And a tree fell in front of me one way, and I turned around, and a tree fell another way. And I eventually made it to a friend's house. But, yeah, you know, there was the darkness and things flying. And, and uh, you know, it was, it was uh, hopefully once-in-a-lifetime experience. And mm-hmm. many others experienced that, too. You know, it took everyone off guard. It came quicker than we thought, and it was more powerful than we thought. And uh, some people were still outside trying to get some things ready for the storm. And, and, and some... I went back to the hospital afterwards to help take care of some patients that came in, and there were some serious cases, and there were a lot of um, more, thankfully, mild injuries, but there were a lot of injuries from people getting hit with things. Um, and then later, people cleaning up and, <laughs> you know, accidentally having a few injuries there. And so, um, you know, just a reminder to, to, to pay attention to those warning systems and uh and to be prepared ahead of time and not wait till it comes and then also to share with others what you've been through and it, and you know whether that's friends or family um but uh, just to someone who can listen or or your doctor or counselor or anonymous person on on a hotline on a, a telephone uh, phone line you know more writing or drawing you know just ways to help process what you've been through and just don't hold it inside mm-hmm. um and, and seek help mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and just as a reminder, that helpline that all of us here in South Dakota have access to is 211. A very yeah. easy phone number we can call is 211. Um, if you need someone to talk to, uh, they'll talk to you and they'll help connect you with resources if you need counseling services or even if you're just overwhelmed with some of the um financial impacts of damage and things like that. The helpline is a great number to call. They have connections to a whole variety of resources that are available in our state. So that phone number is 211 if you are looking for someone to talk to. And obviously this advice doesn't apply to just the storm. I mm-hmm. mean, anything, anything that you've been through that's difficult or traumatic or, or you know, it's good to, to process and talk that through. Mm-hmm. It's a great reminder. So... Uh, we're going to switch directions a little bit, Dr. Ellsworth. I wanted to spend some time talking about heart health. Uh, we are in our summer mode, as Dr. Evans and I talked about last week. Prairie Doc takes the summer to um, regroup and take a break from our television shows. We have reruns on our um, television program as our students who assist with that and all that are on their summer break. Uh, But the rerun show this week is Heart Health. And so in preparation for today, I went back and visited that episode in the Prairie Doc Library. And it is a fantastic show. You have two uh, really passionate doctors on that show. You can just tell they love what they do. Yeah, it was a great, great episode. And we covered a lot of good information there. Yeah. So let's see. It's Dr. Um, Helder and Dr. Chowdhury from North Central Heart. And so it is a really fun show to just um, learn more in general about the heart. My favorite line, I think it was Dr. Helder said, we're basically glorified plumbers <laughs> talking about how the heart moves. I'm like, okay, glorified plumbers, there we go. So yeah, it was, it was a fascinating show. Um, I wanted to ask you, I understand we have some really great technology that helps monitor patients 
irregular heartbeats, something that can even be used outside of the hospital and worn for a week or two to get helpful data for diagnosis. How do these monitors work? Yeah, you know, if someone has palpitations or feeling like their heart's been racing or skipping beats or had uh, chest pain even sometimes or, 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 or felt like they were going to faint or dizzy or pass out, um, we might want to find out what's your heart rate been doing. Is there an irregularity to it or has it been too fast or too slow? And um, granted, we were going to want to do an, often an EKG in, in the clinic or hospital, but that's just a one moment in time that looks at the heart rate at that moment in time. And we want to get your blood pressure and your vitals and your pulse and, and uh, everything else. Uh, but the, the thing is, some of these episodes can come and go throughout the day and, you know, not right when you're in the clinic. And so with this, this is something you can wear at home. And we had something like this before, but had a few more wires and was a little bit more uh, intrusive. Um, where this is a handy little patch thing that sits on there usually for a week or two um, to watch your heart rhythm and to capture any times where it's beating too fast or too slow or irregularly. And that would help us guide what we need to need to do to help. Okay. And so those are available right here in Brookings. We yeah. can get these um What's the Zio wireless cardiac monitor, right? Yep. That's what it's yep. called. Okay, yep. that's pretty, pretty amazing. It is so amazing all the different technology we have. Uh, last week, Dr. Evans was on talking about how we can look at bone density to understand where that's at. I'm like, it's just amazing what we can learn about our bodies with technology these days. So this is one more tool to help us understand. And why is it so important for us to understand if our heart is doing something irregular? Why is that important to get that looked into right away? Yeah, if, you're, if your heart is beating irregularly, um, then it's not pumping in a nice steady fashion. And sometimes the blood can pool in the heart and end up clotting. And then that clot could cause a heart attack or stroke. Um, and, uh, and so then that, and that would be a problem. So we'd want to prevent that in the first place. So that's why sometimes if someone has AFib, atrial fibrillation, or an irregular heart rhythm, they'll be on blood thinners. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, it's time for us to go to our next break and we'll give you a chance to call in with your questions. If you have questions about the heart or any other medical topic, you can give us a call at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. Our programs are available as a podcast. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. We are living in a stressful time as we deal with the global pandemic. The following are some tips to help your emotional health. Fuel your body by eating a healthy, well-balanced diet and drinking plenty of water. Aim to get seven to eight hours of sleep each night. Exercise every day. Take deep breaths and stretch often. Avoid risky or destructive behaviors such as abusing alcohol or drugs, excessive gambling, or ignoring public health recommendations. Spend time outside, such as going for a walk in a park, but follow social distancing guidelines. If you feel overwhelmed by the emotional pressures, reach out to family, friends, or your medical provider. This tip is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697 9500. 
Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here, as well as our medical student, Michael Vlock, and they are ready to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. At a recent family gathering, my aunt was sharing that she has found a pattern where she will go into AFib with a change in elevation. Is that common? Have you heard of that? Well, yeah. I mean, so they, that atrial fibrillation, that irregular heart rate, some people can, once they're in it, they're just in it. And some people go in and out of it. And they can go in and out of it for, for no reason okay. at all. Now, there could be some reasons that trigger it, um, whether that's uh, stress or lack of sleep or um, exercise or activity mm-hmm. and so you know maybe the change of the elevation just kind of put that little extra stress on the on on there to to trigger it for her and then it sounds like for her she can just take a medicine to help correct it you and that usually does the trick is that thankfully right? yeah yes th- okay. it, it, that's not always the case and we'll still usually want to do a blood thinning medication okay um, because we don't know if it might go in and out at any time Mm-hmm. Um, but we can. We often will also do rate control medication to try to keep it regular, or at least keep it slower, so it doesn't get too fast and not. And if it beats so fast and it has a hard time, you know, pumping effectively, because it needs to fill up again before it pumps again to to give a good good beat and and, and keep the blood pressure up. Mm-hmm. Um, so so are, there are some medications though that can be used not just to help keep it slower or regular, but to help try to keep it in rhythm as well and some work for some people and some don't work for some people and some work better for some people than others so sometimes it is a trial of a few different types and then sometimes they'll end up having to do an ablation procedure where there's maybe a little thing in the heart that's setting off the electricity that's causing the irregular heart rate and they'll zap a little spot in the heart to kind of help keep it that from happening Mm -hmm. that's called an ablation all right. Lots of options with that. Um, Dr. Ellsworth, I wanted to ask you about sports physicals. This is kind of a new area for us. We have uh, our son is going into seventh grade. And so now these sports physicals are, I know, Bob says seventh grade. I know, seventh grade. So uh, going into seventh grade and we have sports physicals are required um, for that age and up. And as I was lis- re-listening to the cardiology show, um, you guys talked about how important it was to check kids' hearts for an enlarged heart. Is that what the, we're kind of checking for? I'm going to put Michael on the spot with this one, and I'm sorry, Michael. <laughs> do you remember what one of the big thing reasons why we do sports physicals on kids? Absolutely, yeah. So one of the big things we always worry about is what's called uh, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. It's usually uh, an inherited disease that causes some sort of um, enlargement in the, the muscle tissues of the heart. And um, what can sort of happen is you got some enlargement uh, in, in between the ventricles there, and it can sort of uh, obstruct the outflow of the heart, and so you can you can't get blood out. And so sometimes you know you'll be okay when you're when you're at rest, and um, but when you start exercising, you know you hear all these terrible stories about you know high school kids that are running a marathon and they just kind of you know fall over or whatever and it's because when they put all that extra stress on their heart it can uh, obstruct the uh, the outflow of the heart and so 
um, and that can cause you know you to lose blood to your brain and to other vital organs in your body. And so that's one of the things we're always sort of screening for in young athletes and, and, and young people. So okay, yeah, excellent, good job. Yeah, and we I know here in Brookings at least we have sports physicals coming up this week. So if you have a young athlete, it's time to get those things looked at and checked into. Um, and if and, you are. and there's a, uh, several other things that sometimes we'll catch with those physicals that mm. it's a, a good idea to do. Mm-hmm. So, and, um, and I just uh, encourage um, uh, parents to, to go to say to the physician, if it's okay with them to go ahead and do a genital urinary exam, because that's one that uh, fell off the form. And I admit, I don't always do it then anymore because it's not on the form. But in, in my past, I have caught testicular cancer before or undescended testicles before. And those are things that we obviously want to deal with and do something about. Uh, an undescended testicle can increase your risk of cancer. Mm. And so, um, and checking for a hernia as well, because if there's a little hernia there, uh, activity or lifting, lifting weights and, and sports in general could make that hernia worse. Mm-hmm. And then that could require surgery. So there's, there's a wide range of reasons why it's a good idea to have that physical. Okay. Maybe something that doesn't sound very fun or pleasant, but uh, for the short term, uh, it's a good screening process to see if we can prevent something major. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Um, I wanted to talk as well. I had another question for you about the heart show. Uh, they were You were discussing how COVID has influenced the heart quite a bit. And on the show, you were talking about shortness of breath being a symptom of heart complications. And with COVID, as an outsider, I just feel like, oh, COVID's hard on the lungs. So that's why you have shortness of breath. But to tie that to the heart, I feel like that's really important. So can you talk a little bit about why when you have shortness of breath, perhaps after COVID, you may want to go in and get that checked? Yeah, it can trigger cardiomyopathy where the muscles are inflamed of the heart and, and not beating and not working as effectively. Um, I've had uh, I've heard some say characterize COVID as more of a vascular disease affecting the blood vessels and such that's transmitted through the respiratory symptom system okay. because you know it's spread through these respiratory do- droplets, but it can affect all different organs in different ways for sometimes different people. Um, and sometimes it's kind of tied through with that vascular system and, and, and they have increased risk of blood clots and, and, and so on. And, and, and that doesn't explain everything with COVID that we've seen, but um, it, uh, it ties some of it together. So it's, it, it definitely can affect the heart and blood vessels. Okay. So if you are experiencing that shortness of breath, because as we know, COVID is still around. Looks like we'll be living with COVID for a while here. So if you've had COVID um, or have COVID or even after COVID, right? It's going to be weeks or months later. If you're experiencing that shortness of breath, probably worth looking into to make sure everything is okay. Yeah. And whether or not you've had COVID, I mean, shortness of breath um, can be a sign of a, a cardiac condition, okay. a heart condition, um, whether it's acutely, it just, just all of a sudden came up and that could be a heart attack. Um, but also an irregular heart rhythm could cause shortness of breath. If you're uh, anemic and you don't have quite the blood supply, that can make you short of breath or winded easy. If you're getting winded easily, 
with exercise. Now, there's that can be a variety of other reasons or just being deconditioned or you're sitting on the couch too much over the winter, but we don't necessarily want to just attribute it to that. Um, and so sometimes it's good to get those things checked out. It could be more than just the lungs anyway. Okay. All right. Well, it's time for us to go to our final break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. We have a few minutes left. If you want to call in your question at 605-692-1430, 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Hospice is medical care designed to maximize comfort and quality of life for patients facing terminal illnesses. Hospice provides pain management, emotional support, help with family care, and spiritual care to the patient and their family when a cure is not possible. Brookings Health System employs a caring team of professionals and volunteers sensitive to the changing needs of patients and family members during this difficult time. To find out more about hospice in the Brookings, South Dakota area, call 696-9000 or talk with your primary care provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth and medical student Michael Vlock are here to answer our questions. We have a few minutes left if you want to give us a call at 605-692-1430. We did have a couple questions come in. Thank you for those. Uh, This caller wants to know what are the current procedures as far as heart surgeries go being done both locally and in Sioux Falls? I'm going to Give this one to, to Michael, too, because he was just doing a sub-internship and was in the hospital a whole lot and helping out with some of these cases. Okay. All right. Sure. So uh, there's multitudes of surgeries that get done for the heart. It sort of depends on, on what we're talking about. You mentioned bypasses and stents here. That's, that's talking about um, heart attacks, you know, surgeries for heart attacks. Uh, you know, when someone gets a blockage in a vessel in their heart, um, that's not typically something that we handle here in Brookings, as, as far as I know. Those those are typically handled in Sioux Falls. So if you come in with chest pain and, and there are concerning findings for, um, you know, a heart attack, uh, those you would generally be sent to Sioux Falls, and um, you know they they inject some some contrast dye into your vessels. It's it's basically just a dye that allows us to look at the vessels of your heart and see where the blockages are, and then sort of depending on what they see on that. Uh, they can do different things. If it's a really big blockage in one of the more more the larger vessels in your heart, they can do a bypass. They can actually take a a, a graft a, a vessel from a different part of your body and literally um, attach it to two different parts of your heart to bypass that blockage. Uh, another thing they they can also do is they can go in all, while they're doing that um, that uh, that contrast and they can they can actually stent. They can put a little. Um, a stent, basically an expandable tube that opens up that vessel again. Um, so f- that's what we're, that's sort of what you're asking about, I suppose, from the uh, the heart attack perspective. And there's yeah, yeah. And we don't do those procedures in Brookings, like you said. Um, sometimes we manage a heart attack medically with uh, medicine, um, and some some of those cases we'll keep here in Brookings. Um, but but we don't have a full-time cardiologist here, um, but we do have cardiologists that come from Sioux Falls. And so we've got an outreach clinic at the hospital that uh, patients can be seen by 
um, cardiologists and cardiovascular surgeons. And so they can see people that may have a partial blockage in the neck and, and get that cleaned out to help pre uh, decrease the risk of a stroke. Um, that's another uh, procedure that can be done, um, and as well as other vas many other vascular procedures to to in whether it's another type of stent somewhere else to increase the blood flow supply or another type of bypass graft to increase the blood supply. And it's amazing now what they can do um, through you know just through your. <laughs> the blood vessel in your arm or in your groin all the way up in the heart and, and ever it's really really amazing the the progress that's been made so yeah if if this listener or others are interested in learning more about the wide variety of procedures available this television show really does yes. cover a lot so i would encourage you to tune into south dakota public broadcasting tomorrow night at on SDPB at seven o'clock uh, to watch that show. Or if you can't tune in then, you can find the television show in the Prairie Doc Library as well. It's, it's a really great show to cover a variety of heart issues. We have a couple other questions I wanna get to real quickly here in our final minutes. A man has AFib. He gets it every two to three weeks for a few days. Are there any known triggers for AFib? And is it dangerous to engage in physical activities such as lawn mowing? Well, we kind of covered some of the possible triggers already, uh, you know, in any type of stress on the heart. So it's possible exercise or mowing the lawn could trigger it for someone. But if they are on medication already to thin their blood and to keep their heart rate under control, and if they've been cleared by their doctor to go ahead and exercise, uh, then they should be able to mow the lawn. Just, of course, be careful. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you don't cut yourself or you'll bleed easier. And uh, sure. and if you are found where it's just really your heart rate gets out of control easily, then your doctor might recommend not mowing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So good to check in with your doctor to see what physical activity you should be up for. That's yep. a good idea. All right. Another question here. If you got a non Difib type of pacemaker at middle age, can you expect a normal lifespan? Um, I guess I would say yes, with the caveat that the fact that you have a pacemaker, you know, depending on the reason and if how much it's getting used or not and uh, how it's functioning and the reasons you had the pacemaker could, you know, affect what your expected lifespan is. But, you know, with getting that, hopefully then that uh, corrected things and, and then thus hopefully you do have a normal lifespan again. Right. It is amazing what pacemakers do. We have, yeah. Andrew and I have a few, few loved ones <laughs> with pacemakers now. So. Maybe that's even who sent in the question. I'm not <laughs> so sure. We're so. learning. We've learned more about pacemakers and I'm really grateful for that technology yes, to absolutely. keep our loved ones' hearts ticking. Yes. <laughs> that is good. So yeah, it is amazing what pacemakers can do to keep things normal uh, for you. That is yeah. really incredible. But I've definitely had patients well into their 80s, 90s, and 100s that have had pacemakers for a long time. Yeah, yep. So I'm grateful for that technology. Well, it is time for us to wrap up this morning. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio, and thank you for your questions this morning. Uh, before we go, please do be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. 
This week on Thursday, June 2nd, we will be rebroadcasting the show, Keep the Beat Alive, Issues of the Heart, with Prairie Doc host Andrew Ellsworth and doctors Megana Helder and Mohammed Chowdhury with North Central Heart. They will answer questions about heart issues and treatments. So tune in tomorrow night on SDPB television or a look for this episode on the Prairie Doc YouTube channel or Facebook page. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and we'll listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube. For free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library, visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Andrew Ellsworth for joining us today, as well as Michael Vlock, our medical student. Best of luck to you these coming years. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people. <laughs> <laughs>